95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. 21 states are lifting more corona restrictions today. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A permanent lockdown is not a strategy for a healthy state or a healthy country. Our country wasn't meant to be shut down. And President Trump says even if there is a second wave of the virus... We're going to put out the fires. We're not going to close the country. Now, he caused a stir visiting a Ford plant in Michigan making ventilators by not wearing a mask in front of the cameras. I did wear. I had one on before. I wore one in this back area, but I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it. Michigan's Democratic Attorney General threatened to take action against Ford for violating an order and not requiring people to wear masks, even if it is the president. Then came a Trump tweet. He wrote, Dana Nessel should not take her anger and stupidity out on Ford. They might get upset and leave the state. A new Fox national poll has Democrat Joe Biden leading the president 48% to 40. Biden has vowed to pick a woman as his running mate, but told the CBS Late Show last night. I honest to God don't know who, I promise you, right now. Now, the FBI is searching for a possible second person of interest in Texas in what it calls a case of terrorism. A man tried to get into the Corpus Christi Naval Air Station with a gun and ammo. He shot a sailor on security duty, but she was able to lock the gate. He was then shot and killed. The sailor was not badly injured. There's new unrest and anger in Hong Kong over a possible Chinese crackdown. Fox's Simon Owen has more live. Dave, pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong sharply criticizing plans for a new national security law being proposed in Beijing. Xi Jinping is burning Hong Kong and China will burn with us. Former Hong Kong lawmaker Lee Chuk-Yan saying Chinese President Xi and his government are taking control of Hong Kong following months of protests last year. The city currently has greater freedoms than mainland China. China calling the new law necessary. Dave? America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today with scattered showers arriving mainly from midday into this afternoon. High of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60. And we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72 and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Attention, salute. I pledge allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is four minutes past the hour and our day, well, you know when it begins. It begins well before you hear me say four minutes past the hour. It's Memorial Day weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I know it, it doesn't even feel like it for me. And I wrote myself a note to remember that it was Memorial Day weekend because every day almost feels the same. I said once in a recent interview that I did with Holland Cook on his international program on RT America that people don't know if it's Monday or if it's Friday. Well, it is Friday. It is Memorial Day weekend, and for the first time in 42 years, the Atlantic City casinos are dark. And if you were listening yesterday in the most polite way possible, but with follow-up after follow-up after follow-up, I really tried to nail down uh, when can the casinos open because, and I'm, I'm mindful that the disease is there and that for those that don't do well with it, it's, it's bad news. And I'm going to give you an example of that in a moment. Um, but at some point, we're not going to have a country or we're not going to have a state. You can imagine I recorded a COVID-19 update that will air later today on all six Town Square Media radio stations where I chronicle the state of New Jersey in the past nine weeks. We have spent $3 billion on unemployment benefits. $3 billion in nine weeks. 1.1 million New Jerseyans on unemployment. 42,000 more in just the past week. Also, I do want to send a shout-out. This this um, audio, I could get it. It's in perfect digital quality, but it's, it's in the midst of an entire hour and 20-minute press conference that Governor Murphy did yesterday. And I'll tell you how my day was. I had so much going on that I didn't even know that Governor Murphy made a direct mention twice of your humble mayor of the morning, I didn't even know it until dinner time last night. And I know that that press conference happened well before that. So take take a listen, not just because he's he's very kind to me, but listen to some of the content. Because even though I couldn't get a date, and then I tried to say, are we talking weeks and not months? And I couldn't get that. And I did everything I could to be polite, professional, but dogged and friendly. And my goal, I, I didn't think we were going to get a date. I didn't think we were going to get a date range. Because wh why would you, when you don't know exactly what is still going to happen that hasn't happened yet, and you want to keep your options open, and you're reviewing all these different things, the industry's own study, your own work that you're doing, so why would you... Why would you just answer something 
if you couldn't guarantee it. So I didn't expect to get an answer, telling you that right up front. But I have no doubt that we made a positive impression and that this is top of mind and it has to be. So take a listen because this is, uh, it'll be a little grainy because this is a recording of a recording. But check it out. Hold on, hold on. Listen, I was on with my friend Harry Hurley this morning. That doesn't count. I know you can hear it, but I want to uh, I want to make it so that you can actually hear the very beginning. Okay, here we go. This was the last question of the press conference. And I have to say, they must have loved it because it was the press of Atlantic City that posed the question. Very long question. It was like multi-part. And... Get a load of this. They must have loved the answer. Um, listen, I was on with my friend Harry Hurley this morning, and and we discussed casinos for a good chunk of the time that I was on the air with him. And it's of overwhelming importance, uh, not just in Atlantic City, but certainly in Atlantic City, but it is an overwhelmingly important employer and element of our economy. Um, so you asked me how much time do we spend thinking about it. We spent a lot of time on it. I don't think we, I've not seen the plan, but I know our team, uh, Matt, I assume that the, I'm not sure where it is, but we're reviewing not just any plan that the industry's put forward, but also our independent plans. I don't believe we've got a subcommittee focused on casinos um, uh, among the councils, but that doesn't mean we're not thinking about it and more gaming this. I just would stop, and if Judy or Christina see this differently, they should weigh in here. Casinos are a tough nut. They've got a number of attributes which are concerning. I'm putting aside the economic impact and the employment impact, which is overwhelmingly positive, right? And by the way, as I mentioned to Harry this morning, uh, he said, you know, how much, how, how long-term can the damage be? I said, literally, we just, Atlantic City and the casino uh, in particular, casinos in particular have just barely gotten back on their feet over the past couple of years from a recession that was over 10 years ago. So the, the la- long-lasting element of this, and Rob knows this because a big, a huge slug of these folks are uh, overwhelmingly, in fact, basically all of them are out of work. The two dings you heard, uh, a friend of mine uh, decided to text message me while I'm playing it from the H-phone, so they're not those ding and then it lowers the volume ding it lowers the volume they're not on the audio it just that was a real-time uh happenstance uh when you you have you have a smartphone if you if you're doing something if you're playing a song that you want to hear or an audio clip that you want to hear and someone text messages you it lowers the volume of what you were playing and then whatever audible i have that chime it's called uh I get so many text messages, I just pick something that's least annoying of, and there it is again, least annoying of all the um, sounds that you can pick. Some people have sirens or crazy stuff. So Governor Murphy, uh, it, it is learned and confirmed. It's top of mind, and it has to be. All right, we'll come back to that in the 8 o'clock hour with New Jersey State Senator Michael Testa who will be our distinguished guest. And I'm very proud of our senator. He had a nice uh, national visit on the Fox News Channel yesterday with Dana Perino, and he did a great job. As someone that did a similar interview about 
I did it two weeks ago. It aired a week ago today. I, I did it a full week before it aired. Anyone that hasn't done that. So if you're looking at tests and you're thinking, hey, what's going on? What's he? I guess he's in his law office. I see the, the books are on the, the his right, but stage left, and then the dark background. You, um, you're setting up your shot. Mine was in my office, and I have a beautiful portrait. I mean, it with an or, ornate, incredible frame. The frame is probably worth hundreds of dollars. And Joe Botino, formerly a Ventner, he uh, gave me, he heard me talking about my affinity for President Lincoln. And one day he came to the studio and he had this, this gorgeous, it's the iconic photograph of President Lincoln and framed in this gorgeous frame. So that was right in my backdrop. And then President Reagan is right next to him. So if you're ever doing one of these things, you got to be very mindful what's behind you what's on each side of you because you want to you want to present as well as you can. Testa did a great job. Here's the, the other thing that nobody knows it's never done this before. You're basically staring at your computer. You can't see anybody. And the audience sees you and you're used to that being that they can see the host and all of that. Testa and it's the first time he's ever done it. He did a really good job. His content was solid and he presented well. Senator Testa in the 8 o'clock hour. 9.04 this morning, you might remember yesterday, we had an appetizer of Pete Hegseth. Uh, it was terrific for about 10 minutes. We have Pete uh, this morning at 9.04, and Gary Aldrich knows this. Uh, Pete will be with us until 9.15, and then we will have um, Gary Aldrich on right after that for the remainder of today's program. Then, if you haven't had enough of me, if you're not sick of me yet, 11 o'clock this morning, I will be on Dom Giordano's program, probably right after the news break. They're saying 11, but probably will be 11.06 or whenever their news break ends. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, and then we'll immediately go into show prep for today's 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Fox News Radio national stint. Uh, very um, happy about the fact that Guy Benson trusts me to uh, sit in for him when he's uh, he and this guy he's a he's a, he's like Kilmeade he's a workhorse he never takes off so we're in for Guy today and we have a tremendous lineup three thirty five today Dr Manny Alvarez the Fox News senior managing editor for Health News he will be our guest four oh five this morning the judge Judge Knapp. Judge Andrew Napolitano, the Fox News Senior Judicial Analyst, recent New Jersey Broadcasters Association Humanitarian of the Year. Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the year, and I was there, was 2015. Paul, correct me if you're uh, waking up early in the morning this morning. Let me know if I got that right. And if I didn't, we'll correct it. And at 435, Hogan Gidley, he is one of the best-spoken persons on planet earth he is the white house in other words the president's principal deputy press secretary one below kelly uh kelly and Mac, um kelly McEnany. and the five o'clock hour is typically guy benson happy hour and uh we'll see what happens i'll learn what we're going to be doing in the five o'clock hour during our show prep today at 12 noon so that's my day. Uh, it's going to end at 6 o'clock tonight. 
I am taking my first day off. I'm going to be working from home, doing some other things, but my first day off broadcasting since the pandemic this Monday. I'm going to take Memorial Day off, and then back on Tuesday, we've already done a lot of show prep for Tuesday's show and sent out our program schedule to all of Tuesday's guests, including the Assemblyman Emeritus Kirk Conover and Chuck Malamut. So here we are. It's Memorial Day weekend. Also, I think the weather doesn't feel, just doesn't feel right, does it? It's 55 degrees right now. Just doesn't feel like the type of weather that we should be having this time of year. I mean, after all, we're, we're past the third week, a day or so past the third week of May, and we're waking up in the 50s. The forecast looks like showers early in the morning, steady rain in the afternoon. It was once forecasted to be steady light rain. Now it says steady rain. Uh, so I'm very happy that not only am I doing about 10 things, including we actually spoke with Brian Kilmeade from 5.30 until 5.40 this morning. So it, besides all that, I'm also going to wash my car today. So I'm happy about that meaning the rain. Rain showers tonight, low 60. Winds out of the south at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tomorrow, for your Memorial Day weekend, Saturday, scatter thunderstorms early in the morning. Then it's finally going to stop raining, and it'll be cloudy the rest of the day. High will be 72. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour, so the winds have been terrible. They have now uh, checked down quite a bit. And then on Memorial Day Monday, cloudy to partly cloudy, high 67, winds east-northeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And Paul Rotella, let's see. He didn't answer me. Paul, was Judge Andrew Napolitano the NJBA? Paul wrote me, but he didn't answer my question. Was he the NJBA Humanitarian of the Year? in 2015 I think that was the year let me know Paul we'll be back in just a few minutes we're gonna have open forum next hour although I might have a little surprise at 735 because the president of resorts casino hotel Mark Antonio the mayor of Atlantic City Marty Small and it's really an iconic annual happening when resorts opens up the boardwalk and the beach for the summer season. Now, of course, in years gone by, it's been Giantonio and Tony Orlando and and other uh, Hellraisers and, and newsmakers uh, with with tens of thousands of beach balls dropping down, suspended high above in nets. I mean, really, just a spectacle. Now, of course. That's not, that's not doable in an environment where you can't have people, you have to be social distancing and so on. But they're going to do all that. They're going to do a mini version of all of that later today. And I'm going to see if we can get the mayor on, and we might even see maybe, maybe the president might want to pop in for a moment. Just about that. We'll see. So we're, that's, a, that's a little surprise. I didn't set that up at all. Then, as I mentioned, at 9.04, after Senator Testa, Pete Hegseth from the Fox News Channel, and then Gary Aldrich. And that is your Memorial Day Friday here on the Hurley in the Morning program. You'll fill in all the rest 
We'll be back in just a few minutes. When we come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna open on a sad note. A fellow that worked in the White House for every president since Dwight Eisenhower in nineteen fifty seven to Barack Obama. He didn't finish Obama's uh two terms. I don't even think he was around for much of the first term, but he was there. So he served under every chief executive from Dwight Eisenhower to Barack Obama. And COVID-19 got him at age 91. I'm going to talk about this this great man who I have seen on uh, one or two interviews. He's everything that was ever right about this country. Fox News commentary. Misleading coronavirus statistics from the media. More next. The big media is at war with President Trump. Now, Newsmax TV reveals the media's dangerous agenda. Watch Newsmax TV and see shows with Chris Salcedo, Sean Spicer, and Greg Kelly as they expose the fake news. Newsmax TV is America's fastest-growing cable channel on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Optimum, Cox, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, CenturyLink, and more. Just check your channel guide. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV, so watch it today. Recently on CNN, host John King purported to share with viewers the results of Texas's reopening when it comes to cases and deaths from coronavirus. He said so far, Texas is seeing its highest number of new coronavirus cases and its highest number of deaths just two weeks after it officially reopened. Experts quickly jumped in to add crucial context. Part of the reason that states are experiencing more cases is because they're doing far more testing. More testing is a good thing, and more positive results is an inevitable result of that. What matters more is the percentage of positive tests, hospitalizations as well. Deaths are a lagging indicator. Left-leaning statistics guru Nate Silver was harsh in his assessment of this CNN framing. He said, quote, at first, this is an understandable mistake, but it's been two plus months now. It's a lazy, careless mistake, and it's increasingly verging into being dishonest, end quote. We need accuracy and context from our media. They need to do better. That's your Fox News commentary. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 25 minutes past the hour. I was just talking to a very good friend of mine, and we were just going back and forth about where we are right now. And we have to do something. I mean, we've got we've to just understand that if you look at the California study, and I read it through and through, that later in the day, they, they sort of put out a, uh, a, like a correction, we, we agree with the CDC, but, but they don't. Just read their study. Their study is concluding that more people are killing themselves and attempting to kill themselves than COVID-19. When we tell you that you have to respect how sticky and how contagious this disease is, this virus, and then if you get it, the coronavirus can turn into the COVID-19 disease. So you have the virus and you have the disease. We have to respect that. But at the same time, we've got to look big picture. I mean, we're the United States of America. We're the grown-ups. We, we should have a way to take an aerial view and say, well, wait a minute now. All right, we, because remember, we were told we had to flatten the curve. We weren't told you got to stay close until there's a vaccine. 
We flatten the curve. The hospitals are not overridden. Nobody died waiting for a critical care bed or a ventilator. No one. Hey, look, many have died, but nobody died because of a lack of PPE or anything else. They died if their body couldn't win over the virus, over the disease. But this is, this is actually killing people in a way that's not getting any real attention except for a few people in the media. A few people. It's not enough. I mean, for example, don't you think it should have become market saturation level known that the CDC changed their entire policy on the coronavirus on surfaces? Do you remember the day I read you and I put it in my briefcase like it was an important document to keep? I'm going to take it out and tear it up in front of your ears before the end of this hour if I can find it. My briefcase is, is ridiculous right now. You, you, you should see what's in it. I remember reading to you how long the coronavirus lived on a cruise ship hard surfaces. They said 17 days. Then I read to you how long it, it lives on copper. Why, why, why did I say that? I remember even when I said copper, what, what are people like putting pennies in their hands? Walking around flat, flat with your hands flat out with pennies on it. How long coronavirus last on copper? If I remember correctly, it was like four hours or something. It was quite a long time, maybe longer than that. Then they had stuff where it lasted days, a day or more. Oh, if you get cardboard boxes, Amazon mail, leave it outside for days before you bring it in. I mean, do you remember all that? How long it lives on countertop surfaces, porcelain surfaces, plastic, glass. How could they release all this and now tell us that it really doesn't last very persistently long on surfaces? Well, they, they get to trumpet the, uh, the, the falsities and they get to whisper the corrections. I'm used to that. I'm used to the way the media works. They'll smear you on the front page, and then they'll give you your correction in a hidden little invisible spot. Oh, we corrected it. See, I'm a big believer. If you smear somebody on the top of the fold, you should vindicate them on the top of the fold. How many of you just heard me for the first time tell you that the CDC has said that the coronavirus is not a significant persistent problem on surfaces. I don't have the document in front of me, but what I just told you is true. How does that square with everything they told us? And don't forget the CDC, remember we're supposed to we're supposed to be guided by the science. Listen to the science. Listen, read the science. Listen to the scientists like Fauci who said that coronavirus was not going to be a problem in America. That guy I don't trust that guy at all. I know that in every poll, he's the most trusted man in America right now. Not with me. If the guy that's the most accomplished infectious disease specialist on the planet tells you a couple of weeks before there is a global pandemic that you have nothing to worry about. Now, in fairness to Fauci, 
he was probably listening to CDC, who said China's been great, China has it under control, it doesn't jump from human to human, so you have nothing to worry about. I don't think he made that up on purpose. Think about how wrong the CDC has been. If we, if we were blaming the right people and not trying to kick President Trump out of office and blaming him for everything, I could go chapter and verse with how they didn't think he could get enough PPE. They didn't think he could get enough ventilators. I mean, he has done the greatest response to a pandemic in world history. And yet he gets no credit, super blame, but the CDC was wrong about everything I already told you. And do you remember they cost us two months because they contaminated the testing? They have been wrong, spectacularly wrong about everything. And they've been in China's pocket. Other than that, they've been great. So we should listen to them. They have people paranoid. People probably killed themselves because they couldn't even wake up. They didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. My God, I can't touch my doorknob and my front door. I can't touch my kitchen table. Oh, my God, don't don't bring in the mail. Honey, don't bring in the mail. No, no, no. They have people crazy right now. And now, ah. And they don't even say, oops, our previous study was early on and we're trying to give the american people the best and most current and up-to-date data and now we've done more and testing and we know more they don't even do it that way they just whisper they they release it with a whisper and the media doesn't even cover it because it doesn't fit the agenda the democrat media i i know some of you don't believe this but the democrat media wants us to stay shut down let me tell you uh, in a tease, and I'll, I'll finish up this thought on the other side of the break. Democrats want to keep as much of the country dysfunctional and shut down as possible. And anywhere they have power, they're going to do that, at least through November 3rd. Then you wait and see how important it's going to be to open up again. Because here's what we have. And I'll break it down when we come back. We have a stage that is set for the ultimate decision that voters are going to have to make nationally on November 3rd. And, of course, some are going to be doing it still by vote by mail. Some will be going to the polls. Some will have no option. They won't be able to go to the polls because it will be dictated to them. They'll be told it's not safe to go to the polls and you'll vote by mail. This ultimate decision, for me, is as simple as this. What kind of country do you want? Do you want a more conservative governance where hard work means you earn and you can get stuff for the fruits of your labor? Or do you want the more liberal or socialist philosophy of just being given free stuff? Now, of course, we know anybody who's a free market econom uh, economist whether literally or in your own mind or heart, you know that, that free is very expensive. It's not free. And that somebody is paying for it. And that there becomes a tipping point. Thomas Jefferson, and I put this quote in my phone somewhere, but it's, it was days ago and I meant to share it with you. He talked about how when we get to the point 
where people just want it all for free, we lose the republic. They knew then, they, they knew then what was possible. And we are, we are at the quintessential tipping point in American history, whether we will be a country that will be based upon free market economics, that you can work to the, the, the limits of your talent and how hard you're willing to work, and grow to the limits of your potential, or becoming a country, and I think it's very close, I, I hate to say it, I think there's only a bare, just a slight majority that wants economic freedom, and nearly a majority in the 40 percentile. They don't understand what socialism is, and how you are repressed and how regressive it is and how it has failed each and every time throughout the entire history of the world. But 40-some percent of the American people, I think, want socialism now. This is, this is really, it's going to be a turnout election. It could go either way. People all over the Jersey Shore have found the easiest way to stay connected to South Jersey's talk station. It's the WPG Talk Radio app. Read free South Jersey news. Listen to your favorite talk shows. Send us pics and videos when you see breaking news. Wake up with the alarm clock feature and win cool prizes in the 1450 Club. It's all just a tap away with the WPG Talk Radio app. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. A-B-B-E-L.com. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I have a very important update from your president, but I wanted to share the story that I promised that I was going to share with you. And uh, I can't explain it other than to say my heart is heavy about this. I think this man was super cool. Everything that's right about America, everything that was the way that it used to be, and in many respects, a much better time. Because if you think, if anybody out there thinks that this present environment where everything, whoever would have believed, I I know that I'm the Nostradamus of the airwaves because I said it decades before most people would even try to even imagine that it could be true what I'm saying because I, I can tell you I used to see people out and about uh, we don't have that much anymore which is sad but I would go everywhere I was refing high school basketball I was at board meetings I was just out in my community you know all kinds of things recreating people would say the, the famous things I would hear and it became hysterical would be the opening line, this stopped about 10 or more years ago, but the opening line for like 20 years of my life was, I don't always agree with you. Now imagine imagine that. Imagine that being like the first thing you hear. I don't always agree with you, but I enjoy your show. So I, 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 start, I would just usually take it. But it irritated me because I thought, that's rude. Like, I wouldn't say if you were a, a waiter, I wouldn't say something like, um, you, you don't scrape the crumbs off the table and you should. 
you you don't carry the tray properly. You don't present it well. You don't plate you don't place the plate down with with uh, the dignity that this restaurant uh, would 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 or should require. But I don't I don't always agree with you. So I took it, and then I remember telling Margie, I said, the next person that says that to me, and you'll probably be right next to me, they're going to get it. They're going to pay for the sins of thousands. So it happened. Oh, good to see you, or nice to meet you. I don't always agree with you. I said, oh, you don't? I said, is that your wife over there? Um, do you always agree with your wife? Oh, said, no, of course not. I said, but do you open up conversations? Uh, this is my wife who I don't always agree with. Oh, I see what you mean. I said, no, I'm not looking for an apology. I said, it's just people think they have the right to open like that, and it's not right. So I, I, I put that down finally. It just stopped for some reason. But it was awful, and people think nothing of it. But you wouldn't go into somebody's office and, and start moving their – I think that tree would look better over there and move their – they have a little American flag on the desk, say, put that over here and – this business card holder doesn't look right there. Move this over here. But for some reason, people think they have the right to do that. And uh, like I said, I haven't heard it in in a decade or more, but it was it was constant. Now, I used to think, and it's even worse now in other respects, but what happened to civility? What happened to when, if you're, I'd say if you're at least, 45-ish, 50 and above, what happened to, you didn't even know if anybody was a Democrat or a Republican. And nobody cared if you were or you weren't. Now everything is so hyper-political. You've heard even listeners that said, I've lost friends over this. They hate, I, I told you, marriages have dissolved over Trump. It, it's it's been a problem, particularly since Bush v. Gore. It wasn't absent prior to that, but it it got on steroids since that. And now almost everything. That's why I will tell you, my friend Glenn Lilly wrote me a very nice note that it was nice to hear two people that probably don't agree with each other's philosophy a lot of the time, but able to be civil. Where did that go? I, first of all, I want to tell you right now, I think I got more out of Governor Murphy by treating him with respect, but persistently following up, which I did, I think three times, end the question, four prompts on opening the casinos, because it's our leading industry and it's got to happen. But there doesn't have to be the viciousness that we see. So I'm I'm dedicated to that of not really caring if someone's a Democrat or a Republican. And we have to get back to being able to have dialogue. Let me share with you what the daughter of Wilson Roosevelt Herman. That's uh, with a J though. He worked at the White House for 5 decades under 11 US presidents and he died after contracting the novel or novel coronavirus and it's just been reported in the past maybe 12 hours
He was 91 years old. He worked as a cleaner, a doorman, and butler. Butler to the president. Between 1957 and 2012, he served under every chief executive from Dwight Eisenhower to Barack Obama. He left after the first term of Obama. Quote, he was authentic, his granddaughter, Shanta Taylor Gay, said. Quote, he was a quiet but stern man, very giving, never fussed or complained, always said he lived a blessed life. Let me share more. This is what made me do the, uh, the, the mini monologue that I just did. Quote, when growing up, he never discussed politics, quote, and never judged by Republican or Democrat. It was all about the person independently and learning a person, end quote. Think about this. We used to gauge a person, not whether they liked Trump or Biden or Bush or Kerry or Obama or McCain or Obama or Romney. We would base it on what kind of person is that? What kind of person are they in their community? Do they tithe? Are they charitable? Do they coach in the, in the, in the youth programs? Are they involved in the community? Do they serve on the school board? Uh, are they just good people? Do they make a good reflection on their family? Oh, I have a story to tell you about family in, in, in a little bit. Oh, I learned something yesterday that just, I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. But I love this comment from his granddaughter. Because that's the way it always was in America, and that's the way it should be. Pakistan International Airlines plane reported with 90 passengers crashes in Karachi. That's just coming through my H-phone from Fox News. So that you'll be hearing about that. In any event, this is the way it was, a much better way. This is the way that it should be. And COVID-19 took a great one at age 91. Let's get our final break in. When we come back, two things I want to share with you, and I have about 20. Oh, I, want to, I do want to see if I can find that chart of how long the coronavirus lives on surfaces because I want to tear that up over the airwaves so that you can hear me stomp it and, and throw it in my trash can, which is about two feet behind me, stage left. These, these fools that tell you, oh, it'll last for uh, three hours and 82 seconds. Well, that would be another minute and 22 seconds. But anyhow, um, and, and now don't worry. And wear, wear face masks. Hi, hi, CDC here. Hi, hi, hi. Don't wear face masks. In fact, you'll get sick if you wear face masks. Do wear face masks. Why do you think there's not a drop of hand sanitizer on the planet? And stanky booze is doubling as liquid hand sanitizer. And they make it a point to put, this is not a gel. No kidding. Just don't light a match near it.
Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I received some excellent coaching during the break. Just give me a second to please, I want to do the honor of sending this to a distinguished guest listener because this individual gave me some great coaching during the break, which I, I observed, and they deserve to hear what I did. Here we go. Here we go. All right, now, Andy and Brigantine, you have to text me when you listen to the 13 or 14-second audio clip that I recorded during the break. Yes, we, we work very hard during each and every break here on the Hurley in the Morning program, and we aim to please. You aim to please. So, Andy, please text me back when you listen to it, and, and then I'll probably, I didn't have a chance to even listen to it, I'll, I'll probably share it over the air, and then before I get to this very important story about President Trump, uh, we'll, um, we'll just have this ceremony that I promised about this document of how long the coronavirus stays on, on surfaces. This was what I sent uh, to Andy and Brigantine. Listen, Andy Cortman, I'm going to pre-tear my one sheet, taking your coaching and your guidances very seriously. Listen closely. Okay. There you go. Pre-torn. There you go. That's our Nancy Pelosi pre-tear the sheet of paper. It's good for business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not only the CDC, but also the New England Journal of Medicine, they put out how long the lifespan of COVID-19, the coronavirus, how long it lasts on various surfaces. How long can the new coronavirus live on surfaces? This is titled paper and tissues, three hours, copper, four hours. I was right about that. Cardboard, 24 hours, wood, two days, cloth, two days. Now, there's two there's two uh, asterisks with with wood but there's no legend at the bottom what it means i think it's something to do with at a minimum of 71 degrees and 65 percent relative humidity but don't quote me on that i just crazily i remember that then there's um stainless steel two to three days polypropylene plastic three days glass four days paper money four days and this is sort of hilarious if it wasn't deadly and if it wasn't serious outside of a surgical mask it lives for seven days remember when they told you don't wear a mask but then they told you wear a mask you could never be this wrong in any job that you have without getting fired so ladies and gentlemen and there's a big thing, precautions, how long the new coronavirus can live on surfaces. Then the CDC whispers, it doesn't really live that long. It almost like, forget we ever said it. How do they get this stuff with the days and the hours then? How does that happen? Get ready. I'm in good tearing shape. I've, I've torn it many times. Uh, this is now a pile of paper. That is about two inches by two inches. And now I will throw it in the trash can. That's it. It's gone. It's gone for good. 
Get ready for this, because this will also be the subject of great debate, because obviously everything over the next five and a half months is going to be to try to get President Trump out of office. So everything he says and does will have to be wrong. Uh, He doesn't wear a mask. It's wrong. If he didn't get tested for coronavirus, uh, it's very reckless, and they would criticize him. You sure the president. You should be getting tested. Then he got tested. Do you think it's fair that you're getting tested and all Americans can't get tested? No matter what he does, uh, wear a face mask. Why aren't you wearing a face mask? Uh, Oh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Everything is political and Trumpian. Just understand that. And it's going to get worse over the next five and a half months. So the president of the United States has vowed no shutdown. There will be no shutdown of America if we have a second virus wave. Quote, and he did this in Michigan yesterday, where they were just hassling him about, why aren't you wearing a mask? And he said, well, I wore one in, in an area in the back where they told me I needed to. I'm just not, and I, I knew he was finally going to say it. I'm not letting you take my picture wearing a mask. He finally said it. I was glad he said it. I wish he would do my answer, which is I'm the President of the United States, and I will always exude strength. I am the, the, the face. I am the leader of this country. And I choose not to be seen looking weak in public. I wish he would say it, but he won't. And somebody ought to put it in his ear. It's such a good answer. The president of Michigan said, we're not going to close the country. We're going to put out the fires, whether it's an ember or a flame. We're going to put it out, but we're not closing our country. He, he readily admitted that it's a distinct possibility that there could be a second wave. But he said, we're well stocked on required ventilators and medical supplies and knowledge now of the contagion. And people, quote, say that it's a very distinct possibility. It's standard, and we're going to put out the fires. A permanent lockdown is not a strategy for a healthy state or a healthy country. Our country wasn't meant to be shut down. We did the right thing, but now it's time to open up. A never-ending lockdown would invite a public health calamity. To protect the health of our people, we must have a functioning economy. President Trump concluded, quote, Americans who need and want to return to work should not be vilified. What a great, what a great um, philosophy at this point. We did everything. Everybody did everything that was asked of them. Your country, your government should never ask you to wreck yourself. And, and make you lose a business that you may have worked your entire life for shouldn't ever occur in this country. All right, I do have a quick opening comment, but we'll, we'll go to your calls first. We'll go to your calls first. You open up as soon as we come back. Don't go away. Uh, I want to share something with you that I learned yesterday that blew my mind because I hear this kind of thing all the time. Now I can speak to it. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Reminder, Senator. More places are reopening before Memorial Day weekend. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. 21 states lifting some corona restrictions today. 
One state that is reopening completely is Alaska. All businesses at 100%, all houses of worship, all everything. Fox's Todd Pyro. While 12 additional counties in Pennsylvania are moving closer to reopening, their governor with an ominous warning. Tom Wolf in a conference call saying, quote, I think that's what it's going to take to really get our economy back to normal. And I really think that can't happen fully 100% until we have a vaccine that is foolproof. Now, President Trump disagrees with Democratic governors who are being that cautious. They're uh, hurting themselves. They're hurting their state. And it's not good. He also says he wouldn't want things shut down even if there's a second wave of the virus. The president caused more mask controversy while in Michigan. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, Michigan's attorney general is threatening to take action against Ford after President Trump was seen not wearing a mask at one of its plants. The president said he did wear one while touring the facility, but removed it because he didn't want reporters to have the pleasure of seeing it. I did. I had goggles. Goggles and a mask right back there. In late night tweets, the president blasted the attorney general, calling her a wacky do-nothing who should not take her anger out on Ford, warning the company could leave the state. Dave? Rachel, a new Fox poll gives Democrat Joe Biden an eight-point lead over the president, 48 to 40 percent. The man who recorded video of Ahmaud Arbery's killing in Georgia, leading to the arrest of two white men, is now also under arrest and charged with murder. William Bryan has insisted he was just a witness. I've never been involved in anything like that before. Complete shock. A plane has crashed in Pakistan near Karachi. Witnesses say it tried to land a few times before going down. We have no info on casualties or survivors. There were reportedly 106 people on board. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today with scattered showers arriving mainly from midday into this afternoon. High of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60. And we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72, and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
four minutes past the hour. About three hours ago, I had a conversation with a very insightful listener of the program who has mentioned to me over the years that he appreciates the fact that when I talk about Memorial Day weekend, I don't I don't say happy Memorial Day weekend because the whole point of Memorial Day it's to observe, it's to pay respect. It's not happy Memorial Day. It's in honor of, it's in memory of, and it's in observance of, but it's not happy Memorial Day. Important to note, important distinction. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Can't, but can you believe? Come on, just just say it. Say it. Say it out loud. You don't have to put your head out the window like network and say you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore. But just say it. Say it once. I can't believe it's Memorial Day weekend. It doesn't feel like it's Memorial Day weekend. For the first time in 42 years, the Atlantic City casinos will not be open will be silent on Memorial Day weekend. Think about what this, think about the loss. Think about it. We talk about the velocity of money. Look at the money that would have been spent. Look at the money people are, are losing that are out of work. I guess in some classifications, you're actually making more. But you should get that out of your head because this is, this is a short-term thing. And that's going to end. And then we got to get back. Everybody's going to have to get back in shape and realize that we're not a country that just mails out checks. You got to get that. You got to shake that free. Because that's, I'm telling you, that's bad for your brand. This is going to, that, that money's going to be gone by July. And you've got the rest of your life after that. That's why this election is so important, because Democrats are going to say, we're going to keep giving you money. Hey, we want to give you, if you're a family of four, we want to give you something like $6,000 a month. But that, that, can't, that can't continue. That doesn't make any sense. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you? I am well. Thank you for asking. Good morning. I am a long-time listener, first-time caller. First, if I may uh, preface by saying what a beautiful, blessed family you have. I am I'm honored to speak with you. Oh, my goodness. I, too, went to the veterinary school system, and I remember Mrs. Todd in Oxford Avenue School. I digress. <laughs> Just to follow up with all this. And you know she was my teacher. And she yeah. was mine as well. And then probably, and now I'm starting to recognize your voice. I know who you are. You're a Ventnor girl. I think your name is Susan, but I'll just leave that to uh, the imagination. But uh, then you also had, you had Mrs. Todd for first grade, and that was probably over at then Oxford Avenue School, which is now Holmes. And then you had the great Roy Todd in eighth grade. For seventh grade, for eighth grade. Yeah, me too. At VMS. And as, middle. Yeah, and as you know, he was a huge Philadelphia Flyers fan. And he used to tell stories, remember his stories? He was wonderful. His Twilight Zone stories? Yeah, wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. So it was a, when you think about it, that's that we were so lucky. Uh, we're contemporaries. I know exactly who you are. I, 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 I know your last name, too. I'm, I'm positive now. So here's my story about that. Having Mrs. Todd in first grade 
and then Mr. Todd in eighth grade. What an amazing bookend to those very formative years of our life. And we were very fortunate to, to be alive when we were in the Ventnor City School System at that time. Where have the years gone, Harry? I can't Where believe it. I can't believe it. I don't know. I know, darling. That's why we have to, I talk about it all the time, Susan, we have to make it count. Uh, we can't mark time. It goes so fast. Look at it. I, I'm, I'm a grandfather. I can't believe it. Okay. And you, ha- you deserve, you have worked your entire life so diligently. You deserve everything that you have. You are a fine man. Husband, father, grandfather, community servant, everything. And we adore you. Wow. What an honor. What an honor to listen to you. And thank you for the kind remarks. I don't think about it like that, but I do think about certain things. Like in about six months, I will have a teenager grandson. Mm. That blows my mind. I'm thinking about your, your wonderful little grandson who is now a young man who by the way is just a whisker shorter than margie at age 12 he he is going to be his father is tall his uncle is tall his grandfather grandfather is is tall i mean he's going to be a tall young man and he's already i mean he's incredible but what a blessing i i just said to him yesterday i said uh noah i said what a privilege it was for me to be there on January 2nd. They were talking about what year was Noah born. I said 2008, January 22nd. It was one of the greatest days of my life, holding him when he was just hours old, if that. And now I look at him, and he's brilliant, and he's talented, he's creative, he's loving. I I said to him yesterday, how are you doing in school? He said, Granddad, I'm doing great. He said, i got to get my math grade up a little bit, and I'm actually doing better in math here learning at home than I was in school. He blew me away, and he's going to be on the straight A honor roll. Of course. Well, the apple doesn't fall far (laughs) from the tree. Harry, I know you're very busy, with all due respect, if I may. Yeah. I just wanted to follow up on your call that you had with, pardon me, please, Harriet earlier this uh, week. Yes, another classmate. Okay, I know. That's why I'm calling. I've been trying to reach you, sir. With all due respect, I, too, am on disability. Not to digress, not to claim anything. I have followed, because I, the rules that Secretary Stephen Mnuchin had said, this is months ago, for the disabled who do have direct deposit, mind you, sir. Right. Are you, so are you going to tell me? Susan, you didn't get your stimulus check either? Correct. And if I may just, yeah. if you'll indulge me one more yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you kindly. Yeah. The rules were, if you have not filed a tax return for 2018-19 respectively, yeah. you must go to irs.gov mm-hmm. forward slash coronavirus. Get to get my payment, there's a little blue circle, and put your routing number in so you get direct deposit. It doesn't work. Okay, Susan, Susan, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go biblical on you. Let your heart not be troubled. Brother Harry is here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the same thing for you. 
I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to do the same thing for you that I did for Harriet. This is a Jeff Andrew lane that I'm going to put you in. He will open a case. You will have a staff member that will be working on your file, and they won't stop working on your file until you get your $1,200 stimulus check. Uh, are you owed anything else beyond that at the federal level? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do is give you a chance to make a last comment. Then I'm going to put you on hold. The only thing I, I need to – I'm going to just confirm that you are who I think you are. Your last name begins with the letter M as in Mary, correct? Correct. Okay. I, I, I know who I'm speaking with, but I'm going to reconfirm it over the air, and I'll just need your uh, best phone number. Probably cell phone number would be best. And then you'll hear from a member of Congressman Van Drew's staff, and then away you go. This is unfortunately, and it's sad, when you're doing something for hundreds of millions of Americans, you're unfortunately, it's like a glitch. You're you're in that unfortunate percentage it's a small percentage but when it's you it's a hundred percent uh percent uh failure uh that just get lost in the um the speed by which we know the federal government is big it's not nimble it's not remember uh years ago it took months the irs at one point said it's going to take four or six months to get these checks out and they got them out in less than two weeks but in your case it's been several months already. So let me give you, Susan, a closing comment, and then I'm going to talk to you off the air, okay? Thank you. Yep. I just wanted to extend my heartfelt prayers and love to all the sick and suffering patients, the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, all the people who are risking their own lives for, th- for that to save our own and Harry, without you, and listening to you, and keeping us all up to date every day, we are blessed to have you, and my prayers for great good health for you and your loved ones. I will tell you this as we close, because I know who you are, and this doesn't surprise me years later that I'm saying this again. You are kind, and uh, it, you hear it in your voice, and I'm going to work really hard to make sure that this happens as quickly as possible, and, and I, I'm sorry that it's gone on for this long. So let me put you on hold, but don't hang up, okay? Stay right where you are, okay? Thank you, and God bless you. You too, Susan. Uh, if this keeps up, I'm I'm going, I'm the mayor of the morning, that's a nickname. I got a, I got a million nicknames, some you don't even know, some I don't want to say. Uh, and I think classmate whisperer. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to become the classmate whisperer. Uh, Because I'll tell you what I take great pride in. And maybe it's because of my position, but maybe take a little step outside of that and just say it's maybe the way that we were raised. I've kept in touch with a lot of classmates. I think a lot of people lose touch. I mean, I'm not in touch with every classmate forever. Thank you, Tom P., Tom P. is 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 leaving me gold in the freezer. I'll just leave it at that. Thank you, Tom. Uh, boy, this is just getting better and better. Susan's nice comments. And, uh, and, and remember the great words of Michael Buble's grandfather. When he taught, when the grandfather taught the grandson that giving is the most selfish thing that you can do because nothing else will make you feel so great. So it gives me, I tell this to Margie all the time, it gives me great joy. I've always been, whether it was when I was a hotel executive 
I've always enjoyed I didn't want people to have a bad experience, but when people would find their way into my office, I loved making lemonade out of lemons and people that came in, I mean, spitting nails, never coming back here and turning it around and inviting them to come back, telling them this was the exception and not the rule. Wait till you see, would you do me a favor? I would say, do me a favor. Just give me another chance. Give me a second chance to show you that every keystone calamity issue that happened won't happen again. And then guess what? You know the rules in service. If you have a good experience, you might tell one or two people. If you have a bad experience, you will tell an average of at least 10 people. So if you're in the service business, if you're in the casino business, the hotel business, any restaurant business, any type of service industry, that is math that if you are failing more than you are succeeding, because keep in mind, you need to succeed probably five times to make up for one failure. And that's just to tread water. That's not even to be great. That's just to get back to where you were. Oh, man, I'm on the treadmill. I'm sweating. Sweat's pouring off me. And I got to have five great things take place to make up for that one mess up. But I used to love to do that. And then guess what? They would make it a point to write you a letter or come back by your office and say, you know, everything you said was true. This was amazing. Now, of course, full disclosure, whenever I would have a second opportunity, I babysat it like you can't believe. Room upgrade. So now they're in the Crystal Tower suite. Send them for dinner. Uh, send a nice fruit basket or something nice to the room. Find out what they like. Did they, we had chocolate-covered popcorn and all kinds of amazing things. So when you get a second chance to make a good first impression, you've got to make it count. If you blow them out a second time, you're toast. But we didn't usually have that happen. All right, Susan, uh, you're wor- I hope I'm worth the wait. We'll be right there, and then we'll be right back to your phone calls. This is Hurley in the Morning, and here's Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Thank God there were a few of us out there getting the crap kicked out of us every day, telling you the truth. And meanwhile, the mob, the 99% lied like hell. It's it's sickening, it's disgusting, it's repulsive. It defines them and who they are. General Flynn, they set him up, knowing he was innocent. Jury four-person, biased against Stone, they set him up. They set Manafort up. They set Papanopoulos up. They set up Donald Trump as who they were setting up and who they're setting up now. Now, there's not a price to pay. Then the rule of law is meaningless in this society. What did I always say? The biggest abuse of power, corruption, scandal in history. Well, we were right. I wish I was wrong. I wish it didn't happen. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, Sean Hannity here. It's lawn mowing season, or as we like to say, it's hustler season. And it's time for you to get your new zero-turn lawnmower from my friends at Hustler Turf. Professional landscapers, homeowners, they all buy Hustler because of their durability, their heavy-duty construction. And as a matter of fact, I challenge you to test drive a Hustler and then test drive something else. I guarantee you will feel the difference. And during the month of May, our friends at Hustler, well, they're giving away a free pressure washer or generator with the purchase of select mowers. 
Just go to HustlerTurf.com for more details. On top of that, my listeners get an added year of warranty coverage. Just go to HustlerTurf.com, click on the radio offer button in the top right-hand corner, type Hannity in the box for complete details. That's HustlerTurf.com. And with a nationwide footprint of over 1,400 dealers, you're never far away from quality service, parts, and accessories on your zero-turn lawnmower from our friends at Hustler Turf. So find the dealer near you at HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com.